message is from Family Worship Center. This message will not only build your life, but will make you experience the transforming love of God. Open up your heart and be blessed. So Lord, I ask that you will breathe your spirit upon this word. God, that you will visit us in a special way. That you will change somebody's life as a result of this word. That your kingdom, your way of being and doing, your dominion will be over us and you. It will, your, your kingdom will come upon us and your will will be done in our lives. Lord, please help me. Help me, help me. I need help this morning. I ask, oh God, that you direct me, cause me to see, cause me to think, cause me to coordinate everything well to the glory of your name. And help somebody here to hear. Help them, Lord, in Jesus' name. Praise the Lord. So this week I'm continuing on loving God by waiting on him. Part two, loving God by waiting on him. And last week I stopped at the point in first service I had told you what Pastor Dollar said. That he said, when you see God, he will answer you one of two ways. He will either say nothing or he will say something. Do you remember that? That he will either say something or say, so what should you do when he says nothing? What should you do when he says nothing? You wait. You do nothing. You just wait. You remember that? You remember that? Now, I, I added a little something in, in that part of the message because it's important. And let's look at Isaiah chapter 28 verse 16. Isaiah 28 verse 16, please put it up for me on the board. And I'm going to read it in the New King James Version. Therefore, thus says the Lord God, Behold, I lay in Zion a stone for a foundation, a tried stone, and a precious cornerstone, a sure foundation. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Whoever believes will not act hastily. Whoever believes in, in, in him, whoever believes in this foundation that I have laid, will not act hastily. So when you, speak, when you pray or when you wait on the Lord and you don't hear anything, you wait. I told you the story of the, like I, I told you the saddest thing I've heard in this ministry was when somebody sat across from me and I asked, the person said, I've prayed and prayed and fasted and fasted and I didn't hear nothing. And I said, so what are you going to do? I'm going on. I said, why? The person said, I said, how about God? How about the Bible? You know? And uh, sometimes we, we, we do things out of desperation. Christians can never or should never be desperate. There is something Pastor Ina taught us long time ago, for those of you who remember. He says, anytime anything tells you to hurry, rush, 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 it's not God. How many of you remember that? That if you rush, and you know when they come with some of these things to sell or some of these um, pyramid schemes, they will tell you to do it today, today. Anything that you have to do today, today, or you'll die. Tell them, let me die. Because you didn't have that thing before and you were living. So anything that you have to rush to get, anything that you have to do quickly, anything that you have to save time, it's not God. Now there are certain things you have to do, like even your office work and certain things, if you plan your time, you don't have to rush. A lot of times we rush because we are careless. But in waiting for God, we have to wait for him. You cannot do anything out of desperation. Anytime you are desperate, you marry out of desperation, you travel outside out of desperation, you do anything out of desperation, you're going to be in trouble. If you wait, if you believe God, you will wait for him. You will wait for him. If it takes forever, 
I know God's concept of time is not our concept of time. God, God does not have clock. He does not operate by the clock. So he will, he will do what he wants in your life at his time and is the proper time. You say, but pastor, my biological clock is ticking. God knows. Pastor, but this, this, that, this and that, God knows. The Bible says the father knows that you have need of those things. Have you ever seen that in your Bible? How many of you have seen that or heard that before? That the father knows what you are going through or what you need. And so you never do anything out of desperation. You never say time is running out. As long as it has not happened, God's time is not running out. It is your time that is running out. Did you hear me? I say if, that, if the thing hasn't happened, it is not God's time that has run out. It is your time that has run out. And I beg you, let your time run out, but wait on God's time. Amen? Now, as you wait, you will hear ideas and every, people will give you suggestions and all. And there are people who will always side your wrong decisions. Who will always encourage you in wrong. It doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it right. So you have to wait on the Lord. And the ultimate voice you want to hear in everything you do is God's voice. So what that means is that you are willing to wait and hang in with God for as long as it takes. That you will not do anything, you will not, especially this year, that you will not move until you hear from God. And if you don't hear from God, it means you are not supposed to do that thing. You don't hear from God, you, don't, you are not supposed to travel. Don't just, a friend says, come and escort me to Lagos. And you stand up and go to Lagos. What if something goes wrong? So you wait on the Lord. You wait on the Lord to hear from him before you do anything. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. You know, I, I think I said it last week too about David. In fact, they just repeated it even this morning. That there are certain things you said, this is a no-brainer. But as a child of God, everything, nothing is a no-brainer. Even if you know, you still ask him. Because you might have done the same thing last year at that time and it was okay. But this year, God wants something different. So you can't assume that he will do something, the same thing. It's not like that. He's a spontaneous God. He, will, he, will, he, will, he, he can decide to direct you differently. So don't, don't presume on God. Don't think you know what God will do. So look at what happens when we wait on the Lord. This is what happens when we wait on the Lord. Psalm 34 verse 5, New Living Translation. Psalm 34 verse 5. Please put it up there, the New Living Translation. It says, those who look to him for help will be radiant with joy. No shadow of shame will darken their faces. Wow. Please read it for me. I want to hear you read it. Everybody open your mouth and read it. Let's hear that from you all. In other words, if you do not wait on the Lord, you will be sad. You will buy the car, but you will be sad. You will marry the man or marry the woman, but you will be miserable. You will travel and things will go bad. And there is really nothing like living a life of regret. Because every day something is wrong. You are not just happy with yourself because you did, because you did not look to him. You look to yourself. But when you wait on the Lord, the Bible says you will, you will radiate joy. You will, be radiant, you, you will be radiant with joy. So, if you do not have joy, possibly you have not waited on the Lord. Possibly. But if you wait on the Lord, you will have joy. And there will be no shadow of shame to darken your face. 
There are people that do things and shame. You will see shame on their face. Something that is supposed to be a joyous thing becomes a shameful thing. You don't need that. I think you have a right to be happy. To, you deserve to be happy. God wants you to be happy. But don't do things for yourself. Don't do things by yourself. There are certain blessings you get that you yourself, you're not confident. You're not joyous. You know, like when you take money from the office as a civil servant and you do certain things and the house is there, the cars are there, the children are abroad. But something in your heart is not settled because it, it did not come from God. The, the joy, the blessing that makes rich and brings abundance of joy is the one that you got in the presence of God by looking to him. I was just surprised that shame can darken your face and lack of joy can darken your face. But if you wait on him and doesn't that make you just want to wait on him this year? Not to do anything so that you'll just be happy. So that your faces will be radiant. I want to be like that. I want to have a confident, bold, happy self. Bold, happy face. Because I wait on the Lord. Amen? Psalm 25 verse 3. Psalm 25 verse 3. I don't know if you will have the Amplified Classic. Let me see what it says in my Amplified. Psalm 25. Psalm 25. Okay. Let us read it. Again, yes, let none who trust and wait hopefully and look for you be put to shame or be disappointed. Let them be ashamed who forsake the right or deal without a cause. Let those who do not seek you basically, let them be disappointed. Let them be ashamed because they forsake. But is a beep a part. Let none, let not one person who trust and wait hopefully and look for you. You know what it means to look for something? And look for you, be put to shame or be disappointed. In other words, you can wait on the Lord and it looks like you are late, but it's God's time and you will be excited, you will not be disappointed. There is a certain thing you get from God, say no wonder it was worth the wait. How many of you have seen Sandra on, on uh, WhatsApp story? I think she celebrated her marriage for one year on the internet. That's the blessing of the Lord. One of the days in America, the husband said to me, he called me and he said, I am the happiest man in the world. Pastor, I don't care what, I don't believe that any man in the world is happier than I. I, 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 I hear that and it makes me happy. He said, Pastor, I am the happiest, from the blue, he just called. I am the happiest man. That is the blessing of the Lord. There is no disappointment. There is no, is it right? Is it wrong? You are just happy because you waited on the Lord. So it may look like you are, you are late in the world, but I'd rather be late in the world and be on time with God than be on time with myself and be ahead or behind God because God's time is the, praise the Lord. I want you to get this concept of if you wait on the Lord, you will not be ashamed. And you'll be bright. You'll be happy. You'll be excited. Amen? So we go on. Psalm 130 verse 5. It says, I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, I hope. Is that what it says? Read it together. I wait for the Lord. My soul waits. And in his word, do I So my soul is my mind. It's my emotions. It's my will. It's that thing. Those things we talked about in the last series you remember 
that you love the Lord with your heart, soul, and everything. So when you wait on the Lord, you tell your soul to wait. You tell your emotions to wait. You tell your will to wait. Your will wants to do something else. You say, no, we are waiting on the Lord. Your emotions feel like I need to do it right now. You say, no, because your soul waits. Uh, see, see how um, definite and deliberate the psalmist is. He says, I wait on the Lord. He already says I, and then he now says my soul. In other words, when you stay before the Lord, you have to tell your soul, keep quiet. Your, your body wants to do it sharp, sharp. You say, no, calm down. Your will says, no, but I know what you say. No, we are going to ask God. We are going to wait on the Lord. Although we know that this is it, until we hear a yes from God, we are not going anywhere. I mean, imagine David. It's your wife and your children. It's everybody's wife and everybody's children. They're about to stone you. You should just pick up and start pursuing the people. You say, no. He goes and waits on the Lord, even though he knows the right thing. That is fighting his emotions, fighting his, his anger, his feeling, his everything, and telling his soul to wait until he hears from the Lord. I pray to God that this word, you will use this word in your life. Because I'm praying, I'm hope, I, I want to use it for myself. That I will wait on the Lord no matter what the pressure is. What the pressure is. No matter what the pressure, that you wait on the Lord. Amen? So my mind, my intellect, my emotions will sit still and be quiet while I wait on God. I will wait for the Lord as long as I need to until my flesh begins to lose its force and my spirit takes over. There's a time you wait on the Lord and, and that is what fasting does. Fasting will so weaken your flesh until your spirit becomes the dominant you. It, it is now open to hearing the voice of God. So you wait on, on the Lord until you tell your flesh no. You tell your will no. You tell your emotions no. And that means that you love God. It's like a husband or a wife not doing anything until both of you agree. It shows love, isn't it? It shows love and honor. If the husband just takes off or the wife just takes off and does what she wants when she wants it, that is not love. That is independence. And yet God wants us to depend on him. God wants us to be completely dependent on him. He shows we honor him. He shows we know that he owns us, that he is Lord over our lives. So if he is Lord over our lives, then we must let him be Lord over our lives, isn't it? So we must tell our soul, tell our, spirit, our emotions and everything to wait on the Lord. Praise the Lord. How do you wait on God? How do you wait on God? What do you do when you wait on God? We've said some of it, but let me step by step help you so that you will know what to do. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. Be anxious for nothing. Let's read it together. Be anxious for nothing. Everybody, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and minds through. It will guard it. Be anxious for nothing. Somebody says, don't be anxious over what you can pray. If you can pray about it, don't be anxious about it. If you know that God hears you, don't be anxious about it. If you can just kneel down and pray, you don't need to worry. So, how do you wait on God? Number one, by prayer and fasting. By prayer and fasting. This year, before you take any major decision, pray and fast. 
Don't just see somebody you like and say, I'm going to marry that person. And even when you pray and fast, listen to your heart. Get counsel from other people. The Bible says in the motto of counseling, there is safety. Especially when you are going to marry. Get counsel. Let your friends and your brothers and sisters see the person and interact with them. And let them talk to you. But above all, wait upon the Lord. And to be honest with you, if you pray and wait on the Lord, he will send you the right person. Without too much wahala. So you, you wait upon the Lord by prayer and fasting. You go through scriptures, you see people who did wonderful things because they prayed and fasted. There is something fasting does. There is something fasting does that ordinary prayer will not do. So prayer is extremely important in the life of the Christian. And every religion prays. I was thinking of what I told you last Sunday about David praying three times. The Jewish people pray three times. Six, nine, and twelve. And then I think the ninth hour of prayer also is, is three o'clock or so. I don't want to, I'm not trying to force any method, any rule, and say you must pray three times. But if you pray three times, it's amazing. Did anybody try it this week? You tried praying three times. Fantastic. Dr. Professor Church told us in a place yesterday that he prayed three times, and one of the times he said God told him to start praying for Uganda. Things you normally wouldn't think about. And now you see, that is not his need. That is God putting his need on your heart. And it's the best form of prayer. And I was so excited to hear that. Because when you pray in the afternoon and in the evening, there's no pressure. And so God will just bring things to your mind. I, I did it and I prayed for so many of you by names. I prayed for, once your face flashed, I prayed for you. And because there is time, there is pr no pressure. So I'm not saying you must say three, three times a day. But if you can set it, it's fantastic. Because the, the, the Pentecostal person is to pray without season. Is there in that Philippians? Pray without, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, I think. Pray without season. But if you can set morning, afternoon, and evening and pray, it's fantastic. And then intermittently, you must fast. You must fast. The Bible in Matthew chapter 6 says, when you pray, when you give, when you fast. It didn't say if you give. So some of these things, we have to do them. This year, just discipline, develop the discipline of praying, of fasting once a week. It will do something for you. It actually even helps your body system to just allow the system to rest and recoup and, and, and fix itself. I plead with you to develop the habit of fasting. Don't, don't just up and leave Abuja for a job without praying and fasting. Because you can get a job that pays you lots of money there, but you, can, you will be out of church and come, your life will be messed up. And it happens all the time. People will just get a job and up and go. But that is not how you are led. You are led by the Spirit of God and the purpose of God for your life. So you ask, God, do you want me to take this job? He say, ah, Pastor Abego, I didn't come to Abuja to count bridges. Let me tell you something you should be afraid of in your life. is to do a job or to do something that God didn't lead you. And you stand before him. You had all the money, you had the house and everything, but you ran on the wrong lane, like Pastor Ina told us. You know how they, mark, they put you all on your marks and then put you on your lane. And then you run, you run so fast, you beat everybody, like Hussein Bolt or Carl Lewis. You beat them and you go there and they say disqualified. Because you left your lane. And so although you were first, you didn't run on your lane. 
Some of you will go before God and stand. You would have done everything. You were a success. You did this. But it was not what God asked you to do. So your life is disqualified. And you get no reward at all. And you were born again. But that is it. So you have to wait on God to find your purpose. To find what it puts you here to do. Money and opportunity should not be the basis for your decisions. You have to wait on the Lord. God, have mercy. I'm going to move. The other information, find on the internet or somewhere. Read it in a book. But I have to move. Is that okay? The second point. How do you wait on the Lord? By staying in the scriptures. Like I keep saying, I want you to be a word person. You must know what the Bible says about everything that concerns you. What does the Bible say about marriage? What does the Bible say about children? What does the Bible say about work? What does the Bible say about church? What does the Bible say about money? What does the Bible say about your body? You have to know. So look at me, look at me everybody. There are certain things you cannot pray for. Did you hear me? An unbeliever, a Muslim or a Buddhist or somebody comes and says they want to marry you. What are you praying for? There is no, there is no prayer point. There's nothing to pray about. He said, let me, maybe God, maybe God will send me there as a missionary. <laughs> Another, you cannot pray for somebody's husband to die so that you marry them. That is witchcraft. In other words, there are certain things you shouldn't pray for. Father, uh, uh, breweries have, have given me, has given me a license. Is it your will? No. You're going to produce alcohol to kill people. Bible clearly says you should not serve alcohol to people. So there are certain, if the Bible already says it, you don't even pray. Leave it. it you, it's not for prayer. You can fast till kingdom comes. God will not tell you to marry a Muslim. God will not tell you to marry anybody that's not born again. In fact, God is angry. Go to the Old Testament and see what, how God dealt with the children of Israel who intermarried with people with other, of other religions. Have you seen it in your Bible? Those of you who see the, I mean, you can just decide to be, there can just be deaths. So if it is not in, it's, if it's not in the Bible, you can't do it. That is why you have to know what the Bible says about everything. And then you can now go into your room and pray over it. If the Bible says, none shall be barren amongst you. And you've been married, you don't have children. Go to the Lord. That is a case. You say, Father, the Bible says so. And that for that you can pray. So you need to know the scriptures. Because it is when you wait on the Lord based on scripture, he will answer you. Amen. I wish I had more time to say that. But I want to finish this part this week. So that I don't carry it over again to next week. So find answers in the word and feed your spirit with the word of God. You must know it is written. So that when you enter into prayer, you know it is written. Amen? Amen? Some of you, you don't even have a Bible. You just carry your telephone like a fool all over the place. Even in your devotion, you just sit down with the Bible. Are you mad? No, you are, no, you are, the, you are the seed of Abraham. You are, the, you are a child of God. You are a child of, it's a privilege. And like Sonny or somebody, once somebody said there are 66 love letters God has written to you. Don't be holding your telephone. And you open John 3, you say, I don't understand it. And then you close it. You say, Father, you understand. No, he doesn't understand. He doesn't understand. You have to know your Bible. So how do you wait on the Lord? There are times, can I tell you one of the most precious waiting on the Lord? It's just shut yourself in a room and just read the Bible. I know there was a day this boy, Tyler, Tyler came to our house. He shut himself up in the room from America. And I think in three days he read the whole Bible. 
That is a good waiting on the Lord. And God began to show him things and speak to him because he stayed in the word. Trust, don't trust yourself. In all your ways, acknowledge him. Acknowledge him. Find him in the Bible and he will direct your path. It's my challenge to you this year. Read the Bible through this year. In your lifetime, make sure you have read from Genesis to Revelation. You can do it. Go and get the one-year Bible reading plan in the bookstore. I always have it in my Bible. I use it every day. Look at it. Very simple. It, it divided the Bible into portions that you can finish in one year or you can finish it in two years. But you read the Bible and you just get to know. So you, you wait on the Lord by staying in scriptures. Number three, you wait on the Lord by meditating, by imagination, by confession, by speaking. Basically, I'll say that again. By meditation, imagination, and confession. Psalm 4 verse 4. Put up Psalm 4 verse 4. What does it say? Be angry and do not sin. What does it say? Meditate within your heart on your bed and be still. And be still. So when you, when you wait on the Lord, these are practical things I'm teaching you. You close the door. You are fasting. You are praying. You meditate on the word of God. The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? So you begin to look at, imagine, meditate on light. Meditate on fear. What have you feared before? How did you overcome before? This thing that is in front of you now is making you afraid. Then you remember that his greatness, how he dealt with fear in the Bible, how he helped people who were, you meditate, meditate, and then you build faith in yourself. And then you say, you know what? If he did it for A, he will do it for me. Therefore, I will not be afraid. And then you begin to create pictures of, uh, you see yourself overcoming. You see yourself overcoming that fear, overcoming that problem, overcoming that thing. And then you begin to speak it. You get persuaded and you speak it. Before you know it, you become a giant. Versus just going for prayer, from prayer house to prayer house to prayer house. You be a prayer yourself. Be a prayerful person. Read the Bible. Meditate on it. Meditate. See, people, the Bible says, um, Proverbs chapter 4. My son, attend to, to my words. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Let them not depart from you. He said, it's hell to their flesh and life to those who find it. If you find, see, some people have taken this word of God and created a baby in their stomach. Some people have taken this word of God and got a job. Some people have taken this word of God and got healing for their body. Some people have taken this same word of God and gotten a husband and a wife. The word of God, the Bible says, we believe that the worlds were framed by the word of God. And your world, your world can, every world of your life can be framed by this word. And so you take it, you meditate on it, you meditate on it, you believe it, eventually you are persuaded. And before you know it, it can happen to you. I, I wish I had the time. I can tell you stories and stories of things I have waited upon the Lord for and it came through for me. So you can do it. There is no shortcut. That is how God has decided to do it. He wants us to approach him through, the, through his word. Imagination. Imagine your life if you have that thing. I imagine myself laying my hands on the sick and they recover. I imagine myself laying my hands on cancer and it goes away. I imagine it. I pray it. I pray it. What I haven't done is to like go on a prayer on just take two weeks or one month and stay in a room and just pray for the anointing to heal cancer. And you know what? God will do it. That's how he is. It's like how desperate do you need that thing? Then pay the price for it. Amen? Number four. What should you do when you wait on the Lord? We saw in Philippians, by prayer, put it up for me again. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6. 
Be anxious for nothing, but in everything we pray, by prayer and thanksgiving. By prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known. Psalm 114, sorry, 119 verse 164. Put it up for me. 119 verse 164. Everybody read it for me. Seven times a day I praise you because, you're, because of your righteous judgment. Seven times. So when you go in the presence of God, you praise him. You worship him. You sing before him. You thanksgiving. Um, who, who told me? I, I read somewhere. It was Pastor Paul Drew. He said that he, he interviewed Daddy Gio. And Daddy Gio told him he spent 95% of his prayer time thanking God. 95% of his prayer time thanking God. And he was making the point that anybody who thanks God and worships God becomes big. He said he can see that anointing in Oedipo, Bishop Oedipo's life and that is a life of worship, a life of praise, a life of carrying the tabernacle of David everywhere, making your life praise. Seven times, David, seven times a day, he worshiped God. And so you go there, you talk about his power, extol his power, his glory, his excellence, his greatness. You talk about, and you know what? Anything you want, you can get on the internet. Internet can show you how to worship God. It will bring you terms, things you cannot think about. And then you can use them to worship God. His greatness, his power, his goodness, his faithfulness. You thank him. Thank him for what he has done in your life before. Thank him for breaking through for you before. That was what David did. He remembered God, the God who delivered him from the lion and the bear. And he could face Goliath. So in waiting upon the Lord, we must set out times when we just worship him. When we just bless him. When we just rejoice before him. The Bible says rejoice in the Lord always and again I say rejoice. And at midnight Paul and Silas sang, prayed and sang hymns to the Lord. And the Bible says the prison doors were shaken. The prison was, and the doors were, the foundation shook and the, 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 the doors were opened. So if you wait on the Lord, you must worship him. And you know what? Set out times this, this year when you just worship God. Just bless his name. Put a tape and dance. Sing along and just praise him. Things will be different for you this year. I want to hear a better amen. amen. How do you wait on the Lord? By silence. By silence. Just keep quiet. And just listen to God. Listen to everything around you. Listen to nature. Be quiet. Listen to the car. Listen to the AC. Home. Just listen. It will shock you. The Bible says night after night, day and night, the voice of God is heard. His testimonies, he says, the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. Thank you, by the way, whoever shouted that chapter 19. Day unto day utters speech and night unto night reveals knowledge. Day unto day utters speech. So if you just are quiet, if you are quiet enough, God will speak. He will speak through somebody. He will speak through something. It could be the wind or somewhere. But we must learn also the discipline of silence. Amen? Amen? So these are the ways I've listed. I said prayer and fasting, staying in the word and scriptures, meditating, imagination and confession, and then praise and worship to the Lord, dancing before him, thanksgiving, and then silence. Easy, but hard to do. But if you do it, 
you will be joyous, your face will be radiant, and you will not have dark, shameful spots around you. Nothing around you will be dark. You will just be a happy person because you and God are working things out together. Amen? Amen? I will read one more scripture and then we will go. Psalm 37. Please put it up for me, quickly. Psalm 37. Oh, Psalm 37 verse 3. Trust in the Lord and do good. Dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he shall give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. He shall bring forth your righteousness as the light, and your justice as the noonday. Rest in the Lord, and wait patiently for him. Do not fret because of him who prospers in his own way. Because of the man who brings wicked schemes to pass. Don't fret. Rather, wait on the Lord. See what he says. Trust the Lord. Feed on the Lord, delight in the Lord, trust him, rest in him, wait on him, and don't fret. Oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Because we don't trust him, we don't wait on him, we don't believe him, we think we, he doesn't know what is good for us. We think he's not in a, he doesn't, God is always too slow. But have you seen where your fastness has led you? Have you seen where your fastness has led you? It has led you to a divorce. It has led you to lose your job. It has led you to so many troubles. But if we wait on him, things will work out well. Amen? So do not be anxious about anything you can pray about. Believe that God loves you and cares about you. This year, I plead with you by the mercies of the living God. Wait on the Lord. Wait for him. Wait on him and wait for him. Be determined to do that. Don't take matters into your hands. If you cannot get it God's way, leave it. And by doing that, we will show the Lord how much we love him. How long did God wait for you to, to get born again? Anybody knows? Some of you took him 30 years, some 40 years. And he's just asking you to wait on him for one year. It's a problem. I think it's only fair that if he waited for you this long. And you know what? God is still waiting on a lot of us because of our character. Bamudahali. True or false? Some of us are still nasty. We are still this. We are that. We are angry. We are sleeping with our house helps. And he's waiting. It just tells you to wait on him for one hour. You say he's not fast enough. Stand up, let's go home. <laughs> they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. See, I like the fact that this year I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be ashamed. I'm not going to be disappointed. Hallelujah. How many of you will wait on the Lord this year? You will try. You will do at least fast once a week. Amen? Learn to just worship him. Just play a tape and dance. Learn to rejoice in his presence. Read the Bible. Read a book. Do something different. I'm doing something different this year and I'm excited. I'm excited. It looks like I'm, February is almost gone. I, I can fast. I didn't know I could fast for two months straight. And I'm going on the third month. Even if nothing happens, eh? It's the discipline that I said it and I did it by the grace of God. Decide this year I'm not going I'm going to quit smoking and you will if you give your mind to it. Decide I'm I'm going to stop smoking and sleeping uh, sleeping with other women that are not my wife and other men that are not my husbands. I'm going to stop disturbing the house help through the grace of God. Whatever it is, deal with it this year in the presence of God. Whatever you need is in his presence. There is nothing you need that God cannot give you or that cannot happen in his presence. And you will come up with confidence and joy. There will be no patches of shame around you. Amen? Praise the Lord.
Thank you for listening to this message. You will be blessed when you do the things that you have heard. You can make a brand new start in life by becoming a child of God. It's as easy as believing in your heart as you say the following prayer. Jesus, I thank you for dying for me. Jesus, come into my heart today and be my Lord and Savior. I declare right now that I am born again. In Jesus' name, Amen. Congratulations if you just said that prayer. It is important that you join a Bible-believing church immediately so that you grow in knowing Christ. We would love to have you visit our church in Abuja, Nigeria. For more information about this ministry, you can visit our website at www.fwcabuja.org. God bless you. Family Worship Center. We care.